Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Paddly doodly, <laughs> neighborinos. Ooh, <laughs> I don't yep. know why I hey. stuck with that one. I'm hey. sorry. That was off script. Yeah, it was really off script. Well, we don't really script. have that much of a script. It's not like we're writers that like sit in the writing room all night and get this ready for us. The producer likes to throw in her two cents every once in a while. Yeah, I. The producer has been out of pocket uh, lately. So, um. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Boost and Confused. I am Carol Ann. Hey, this is Matt. And if I'm more nasally than usual, I'm on the tail end of a sinus infection. So if that's going to bother you, I'll just see you next time. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, it bothers me more than you know. <laughs> yeah, usually I'm the, uh, the one with the nasal. <clears throat> Said I'm just a little scratchy because... Yeah. I lost my voice the yeah. other day. We're doing really well over here, uh, which is why we're maybe a little bit late. Uh, and by late, I mean, uh, I think in our last episode, we said, see you guys next week. And then we did not see you. Look, it's not been week, five so. months. So No, it hasn't been can't. five months. We're still here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, uh, which is uh, corporate America and your privacy. Um, but before we do that, a couple housekeeping items. Oh, I remember. They're super quick. I remember. Social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Formerly Twitter, yeah, now known as X. X. Yeah, it's called X. Please, <laughs> For as long as that's around. Please use the appropriate name. Um, And you can find us everywhere on those. And uh, if you want to send us a message, you can do that on uh, any of those platforms. Uh, Instagram is probably your best bet, except sometimes um, Instagram sends way too many notifications for the, the pod page. We're just so, so popular. Close. Well, no, but I close out of them because it's like, oh, so-and-so posted a story with music. And I'm like, well, I don't fucking care about that. So I close out of it. But then I forget that I have notifications also for people who have messaged us. So I have like three messages just <gasps> sitting unread Ooh, right now. I and bet, I promise I'm going to read them. I bet two of them are like, hey, collaborate with us. Yeah. And <laughs> where are jewelry? jewelry? <laughs> yeah, they, they might be. Um, the second. What is the second housekeeping item? Uh, if, you if you like the pod and you want to support us, take a screenshot. And yeah. Oh we'll yeah. Yeah. Send oh my you God. A sticker. Did I say that last time? Yeah. If you I like mean, the pod, you want to support us. Uh, leave us a review. Follow whatever the fuck you can do these days on all these different platforms. Um, and then you are you counting my f bombs? Yeah, You're we're so, so we're so early in the episode. Save them. Save them for when it's important. That's fine. This is aggressive. When you um, over I feel like this is a hostile work environment. When you, actually, <laughs> when you over season the food, like you, you can always add seasonings. You can never take it away. This is just my baseline seasoning, man. This is like my. This is my like Kansas City, uh, French fry seasoning, and then you just add on top of it. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so you just take a a picture or a screenshot of it and you send it to us and we will send you some boost and confused stickers in the mail for free. Maybe like 50. Wherever you are. Yeah, maybe maybe like 50. 50. (laughs) Like an entire tube. (laughs) 
Um, and the last one is what are we drinking? Ooh, what are Ooh, we drinking? What are we drinking? It's mm. really delightful. Just I'm obviously up. I'm wearing a, a plaid blanket <laughs> over my head. <laughs> I've got Hallmark movies ready to go right after we're done with this episode. Not really. What but. a twist. Her dad is Santa. Yeah, his dad is always Santa. Um, no booze for me because uh, I'm obviously on antibiotics. Um, uh, no booze for me at the moment, but this would go astoundingly well with a nice shot of uh, bourbon. Yeah, I would not drink that. I'm really enjoying this without the bourbon. So this is like a warm apple cider with a cinnamon stick sticking out of it. And um, I don't know, some spices. I put some spice up in there. Some spices. Spice. And a little sugar. It's really good. Um, so I think that's it. We can just get into it. Let's just cannonball in. Yeah, let's just, let's just <laughs> how would they say it in corporate America? Let's just dive right in. Let's just get into it. Let's, let's get just some get to magic the meat. up in here. <laughs> let's get to the meat let's and just, potatoes. Let's just get a little magic in here. Um, all right. So if you have read news headlines at all in the last month, they've been fucking awful, actually. So if you haven't read news headlines recently, I wouldn't blame you. I used to be very on top of the news. And for my mental health, I'm not as on top of the news as maybe I liked to be in the past. Um But uh, today's pod episode is focused specifically on the company 23 and me, uh, and hence why today's episode title is 23 and me and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad October. (laughs) I was going to say like 23 and everybody else. 23 and we. 23 and all of us. 23 and we. 23 and we. Oh, that's funny. Maybe I should change the, the name of this to something else tbd we'll we'll workshop this a little 23 bit. and we i think is the winner yeah 23 and we is funny wii we oh that's funny yeah that is funny how yeah that's nintendo good. tracked all your biometrics <laughs> back <laughs> in 2003 the scale Four, that every five. time i popped on it was like we haven't seen you in 2054 days <laughs> all right you know what well now it's gonna be another 2000 with that attitude okay um, all right, so 23andMe had some really unfortunate headlines in October. Um, if you are unfamiliar, here's a little bit about 23andMe. So they are a direct-to-consumer genetic testing company. They're like an Ancestry.com. Really, I think Ancestry DNA and 23andMe are the two big players in that in that direct-to-consumer genetic testing space. I know that there's like a lot of smaller ones that have started to branch off. Right, yeah. Um, I've, I've really gone... The way of looking for the off the beaten path corporations and the one that's really <laughs> I just send my DNA to everybody. The one oh yeah, it's everywhere. The one that's really <laughs> hit my radar hard is like the the pet DNA one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanna see. I like they're always like we'll find out what kind of dog your breed is. And then if if you look at the cat ones, they're like, This is a cat. This you is, found this cat this in the garbage, cat. probably. <laughs> this cat is fifty percent trash. Um, yeah. What is so twenty three and and me? Are they more of like a swab your mouth or like a spit in this tube? You spit in the tube. You yeah. spit in the tube at home. You send the tube off in the USPS, and then twenty three and me is like, let's let's taste this. This tastes one. like a Mediterranean. <laughs> 
this is so disturbing. I didn't expect this to take this turn. Um, so pretty much by spitting in this tube, there's a ton of shit that you can figure out about yourself. Um, so 23andMe was founded in 2006. That is a very long time ago in terms of, um, was like four I guess, like ago, biotech so. companies, if you want to call it that. Um, but from just the spit in your tube, here's what they can give you based on how much you're willing to pay. The first is Ancestry Reports, which is probably arguably the most, um, I guess, like uh, interesting ones, at least maybe in my opinion, or popular choices. So they'll just analyze your DNA. They give you information about like your ancestry composition. So very much like Ancestry.com does. Um, And yeah, it's, I guess, probably pretty interesting. The next is Trait Reports, which I just feel like is... um, a little bit like they're trying to pretend to be psychic it's so (laughs) we we did a different don't give the the spoilers oh i was just gonna say that like yeah um, yes okay ancestry dna has our dna okay we spit in the tube we sent it off to ancestry dna uh which is not why they are not part of today's conversation uh we're not paid by Ancestry DNA or anything. We're not partial yet. to them yet. Yes, yet. <laughs> they just did not have the terrible headlines like Ancestry uh, 23andMe did. Well, no, they did the traits thing. Yeah. You paid 10 extra dollars and they unlocked it magically. They grabbed our spit from the spit locker and <laughs> they, they put tasted it, back it in again the mouth. and like, hmm, this guy won't like cilantro. <laughs> False. I love cilantro. Yeah, so they do these trait reports uh, for 23andMe and the trait reports. <laughs> Talk about the the traits that are influenced by genetics. So it's like your hair color, your taste preferences, a bunch of other random shit. And again, I feel like this is almost a little bit of... It's like pseudoscience. Yeah. It's like it's a just, coin flips. It's like, what kind of bread are you? Yeah, it's it's really like like you're paying $45 to go see a, a psychic or something and then you try to have that like have you know figure out what's real what's bullshit from what they told you um wouldn't know that just hypothetical uh the next is like predisposition reports specific to your health so they can provide you information with your genetic predisposition to certain health conditions like if you are going to potentially be more prone to alzheimer's when you're older or Parkinson's or certain types of cancers. Um, so you can kind of understand now, maybe a little bit, why this is becoming a little bit more alarming with what they can do with all of our spit. Um, they could also do carrier status reports. So you can have them look at uh, your DNA for certain genetic conditions. So that would be like if you have, you know, want to be tra- like checked for certain genetic conditions uh, that you could potentially pass on to your children. Fun fact, uh, for the non-USA listeners, when I was pregnant with the producer, uh, there were certain uh, DNA tests that they had recommended that we do, but they were not going to be covered by insurance. So it was going to be like over a thousand dollars out of pocket. So because this was not going to be covered by insurance, I looked into getting this done through 23andMe and then opted to just not do anything at all. Also, side note, um, we had to pause recording because our litter robot (laughs) sponsor here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, It's so loud. And it is very loud. Like I enjoy having it for the convenience of not having a scoop every 10 minutes. Yeah. 
um, with two cats. But man, it, is it loud, it's very loud. and slow? Disruptive. But I also did pour a bit of whiskey yeah. in the cider. And oh Ma- my goodness. Matt goes, just a splash. And it's like, glug, 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 glug. That's not accurate. <laughs> Mom, uh, she's lying. <laughs> anyways, and the last thing you can get from 23andMe is wellness reports. So they, again, it kind of feels like a little bit of trying to play um, like a psychic. So they will give you insights into how your genetics might influence your like overall wellness, your sleep pat- patterns, if you're lactose intolerant, which I feel like if you have the funds to send your DNA off to 23andMe, you probably have already deduced if you're lactose intolerant or not there's a pretty obvious connotation you yeah. drink some milk yeah yeah how do you feel after you, clear you get a large a, you cheese clear curds from yeah. culver's yeah it's game over nobody if feels good but if you're comfortable with it it's not your problem yeah. it's everybody else's <laughs> Um, so yeah, like we mentioned, there's, there's other genetic testing companies that offer shit like this, like Ancestry and Ancestry DNA, um, which I have done and we've both done. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of information you can gather from someone's DNA and these companies have been around for a while, right? And they're really appealing. But why, why do you think some people may not like the idea of spitting in a tube and having some guy at corporate America company just go, Gargle tastes it. like a lactose intolerant. Oh, this guy hates milk. <laughs> this guy... This guy's slightly racist. <laughs> this guy punishes his wife every time he eats ice cream. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, I mean, I think handing your handing your your very personal information, like the most personal of information, the most personal, uh, yeah, just into a box, just giving it out to some yeah. guy. Yeah, some guy to the USPS, and then you know. And then it just goes off to corporate America. Oh, but I like our You're mail carriers. I, I, like I, do too. I would I give like them a vial of my spit um, <laughs> if they asked <laughs> for it. I don't think they would like that. Maybe a foot picture. I, I, there's one that might. I don't know. We'll see around the holidays. Um, but yeah, so obviously it's like the the biggest concern is privacy, right? Because like you were quite literally sending off your genetic data to some fucking corporate America company uh, and you've no idea really how it's going to be used and shared. So obviously anytime you sign up for something like this, there's like the T's and C's that you have to read and acknowledge and you sign. But everyone, anybody read everyone it? just says they read it. Yeah. You just scroll all the way down. Sometimes they have a pause on the oh, okay yeah, button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, ah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. all right, you waited. Yeah. Okay. Or like if you didn't scroll down far enough at all, it's like, listen, guy, <laughs> at least pretend. Just yeah, scroll to the bottom. Uh, yeah. So, and the other part of the privacy concern is you don't actually know how companies are going to store that kind of sensitive information, um, or how they might share it with third parties. Uh, there could be like privacy breaches, unauthorized access. What if some psychopath starts working at Ancestry DNA and then he's like a mastermind, uh, serial killer that's using everybody else's DNA to plant it, you know? You you can't you get where my brain goes with this. <laughs> this is a normal uh, Monday night this for is, her, by the yeah. way, y'all. This is yeah. this is uh, yeah. This is this is not just podcast, Caroline. This yeah. is this is reading in the like book corner, yeah. Caroline. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, also in our in our five month hiatus, uh, I found out I have OCD, so I also think that there's a little bit of it in there, um, which you know. I'll fucking say ancestry DNA could have given me a fucking heads up about that one. I don't know if that comes out in the DNA or if that's just a noggin one. If I have to send off some brain sample, (laughs) have a slice, have a slice y'all. Um, so some other reasons folks are very commonly rightfully concerned about sending their DNA off to some corporate America company, uh, genetic discrimination. And this is one that I actually get very concerned about, um, because your employers, what if, what if some, something like 10 years, 20 years down the line, your employers could have access to this insurance companies could have access to this at the moment. I think a lot of the folks that listen to this pod in the U.S. are very used to insurance post-Obamacare regulations, but pre-Obamacare regulations, uh, you it, the insurance companies could deny you for anything. They didn't have to insure you. So if it was like, oh, you are maybe you have a family history of cancer, they could probably deny covering you. Post-Obamacare regulations, they can't do that anymore. Um, but They can just, just jack up your rates. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a whole different conversation. But that is um, definitely a concern. And then we've talked a little bit about like data security, uh, the commercialization of genetic information. So, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a little uncomfy. People don't want to just spend $99 uh, for a stocking stuffer spit in a tube um, gift and then the company just <laughs> makes all this money off of them doing what, God knows what. What kind of stocking stuffer is a $99 item? You a should see their stuffer. marketing around the holidays. A stocking stuffer is something that is like eight cents. A Pez dispenser. Yeah, it's something little, it's like little knickknacks. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? This is this is really just a marketing issue uh, because that's how these tests are I guarantee you if I go into my phone right now and I search old emails, Ancestry will have sent me at least one that says this is the perfect stocking stuffer. Um, And really like the last big thing is you completely lose control over how your DNA is used in the future. just plain and simple. And that's kind of scary. DNA autonomy. Yeah. You you ain't got that. You ain't got that anymore. And that little freak that they hired over at the Ancestry.com now has access to all your DNA. So, you know, God God knows what he's going to do with it. It's going to make a chimera yeah. out of all the people. <laughs> oh, God. My mind just went to, like, a mad scientist, like, Pokemon lab type place, um, but human. So, creating well, Frankenstein's monster. Well, actually, Mewtwo is literally a genetic <laughs> copy did of Did you Mew. just well actually me? Yeah, they did that in the first game. The first game's lore is Mewtwo was made from DNA from Mew. And then the first movie. All right. Well, and he clones all the Pokemon and Pikachu is slapping other Pikachu and they're all crying and then Ash gets turned to rock. <laughs> How many times did you cry in the Pokemon movie when Pikachu cried? Oh, it's not when Pikachu cried. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's when they all cry. Yeah. Um, That's where my childhood trauma really I, started. 34? Like 33, I, I, I still teared up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's a sad sad event. Brings up a lot. Yeah, but he's the main character. Like he's not going to die in a movie. It's no, it's that'd, a be, that'd be terrible writing. Wildly successful, you know. Show well, he did retire finally. 
Welcome to the at Pokemon. 10 years old. <laughs> he stayed 10 for like 25 years, 30 years. He stayed 10. <laughs> Welcome to the Pokemon podcast. All right, we're going to get back to 23. So, hey, who's... Mm, no. 2023 Umbreon? Oh, no, no, no. Hey, Vaporeon or Lopunny? Okay, so 23 and me had two really bad headlines from October uh, that hit that list perfectly. And the first one is October 7th. Uh, 23andMe user data targeting Ashkenazi Jews leaked online. And the second is from October 30th, so pretty recent. Drug makers are set to pay 23andMe millions to access consumer DNA. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, Both of those are very alarming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, I mean, and okay, so obviously with anything that works in the media, those headlines vary depending on who you get the story from. Absolutely. There's like nuance with each, so it's not really cut and dry, but like, woof, that is, that is really unfortunate. That's a bad PR month if you're 23 and me. Um, so I want to get a little bit into that data leak from October 7th. A lot of people were calling this a hack and this was not like some massive hack that happened, uh, where there was like some failure in 23 and me system, um, Essentially, what happened is there's a giant uh, list of people with Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry that uh, was taken from 23andMe, and it was being shared on the internet, including on dark web forums, where I think it was first uh, debuted, if you will. That's immediately what I thought of. I was yeah. like, oh, this is like, like some like dark web. This is some dark Shit, web stuff. Uh, so this list is 999,000 people wow uh who what what number did i say nine hundred ninety nine thousand. yeah yeah okay i read nine 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 comma zero 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 well it's actually nine 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 comma nine hundred ninety nine so just under a million wow um who have used the service and this list includes first and the last name obviously the sex um 23andme's evaluation of where their ancestors are from and the database is titled ashkenazi dna data of celebrities although most of the people that are on it are not actually famous um so what's really interesting is like it's not really clear if this was part of a much larger list at one point and that it was just filtered to only people who had that particular heritage mm -hmm. um, or if they were targeted specifically because of that heritage. So that part, I think, is still not really clear. And 23andMe is like adamant that they were not hacked. So they said that hackers gained access to some users' passwords um, and then, you know, like leaked from other sites, especially if you tend to use the same password on like every single site. Um, That's not either of us, is it? No. No, never, never, not, never, not me. Um, if you are curious, though, there's a site that you could go check. I think it's called Have I Been Owned, but it's P W N E. Pwned. Yeah. Have, Have I, I Been, been Pwned? Um, so you can go put your email there, and I think it'll kind of like list out all the places where you may have had uh, vulnerabilities in your accounts. Uh, but you know, good to good think, to give a check. I think Google also has a pretty. Oh yeah, they do. That. They like, try. Like it'll tell me like, hey, change There's vulnerability. Change all these passwords yeah, good luck. right now. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will next time. Well, and then it's like, 
accounts on things that I haven't used in like 15 years. And it's like my the live journal, <laughs> my Zanga, <laughs> my MySpace. Um, so, yeah, it's not really clear if whoever made the list like made it to only include the specific heritage or if the same person who even made the list is the or if the person who made the list is the same person who is putting it up for sale uh, because that was obviously the end game to make money off of this. Right. Like, but my question is, like, does this also give away, like, their location? Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, it has their. Look, I don't know if I said that before, but yeah, it has their, their global location on it. So, I mean, and I'm sure it would also include, like, if you've ever had anything shipped to your house, it would probably have your shipping address in there, I imagine. I don't Maybe really somewhere, know. Somewhere, yeah. Um, so 23andMe, that ancestry part that I talked about, um, it's called DNA relatives. And so that allows you to search for anyone else who's any type of genetic match to you. So whether that's your sibling, parent, um, all the way down to like, I don't know, probably like sixth cousin, eighth cousin. I have no idea. It gets foggy for me on how those are connected. Yeah, it gets very foggy. So like your one account can see thousands of other people's accounts just based on one, you know, one common trait. It's insane. So 23andMe thinks that the hackers just like recycled people's old passwords to scrape a list of people that it had labeled as having this particular heritage, Um, which is really fucking scary. I think especially considering the state of the world in the last few years. So that's not great. The second more recent headline uh, where their 23andMe is making a deal. Um, So the second headline, GSK and 23andMe have signed a new data licensing agreement extending a previous collaboration that spanned all the way back to 2018. So for those who are unaware, because I had no idea before this podcast, GSK is a British pharmaceutical and biotech company. It's the 10th largest pharmaceutical company. So they're behind like the the Pfizer, the Moderna. Yeah, all those COVID shot makers. Those are really the only two that I know. So when they first joined in partnership back in 2018, their goal was stated as such. They really wanted to just have like collaboration that would focus on research and development of innovative new medicines and potential cures using human genetics as the basis for discovery. The collaboration will combine 23andMe's large-scale genetic resources and advanced data science skills with the scientific and medical knowledge and commercialization expertise of GSK. The goal of the collaboration is to gather insights and discover novel drug targets, driving disease progression and develop therapies for serious unmet medical needs based on those discoveries. If we lived in a better world, I would believe that. Yeah, I know. Like, that sounds really good, right? So I think actually that part came very specifically from a GSK press release. So like, yeah, they they had a really good <laughs> PR spin on that. We're just um, guys, guys. Yeah. We're just trying <laughs> to help you better. Yeah, we're doing this for you. <laughs> um, what is kind of interesting is uh, in this new deal that they signed, Part of what they were touting is that from their initial collaboration and agreement starting in 2018, they've developed 50 targets, um, I guess, like areas of of research that they could dig into. 
So the new deal that they just signed last month, um, 23andMe will receive a $20 million upfront payment to provide GSK with a one-year non-exclusive data license that will also include access to certain services such as further analyses of 23andMe data not supported uh, or provided in the previous data release. So they can take out your DNA and do more testing on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just a little bit more, specifically 23andMe will provide GSK with access to an analysis of de-identified summary data from global genome and phenome-wide data. Mm-hmm. Uh, GSK, will, uh, GSK will own and advance any new drug discovery programs that it chooses to initiate during the agreement, but 23andMe may be eligible for downstream royalties under certain uses of the database by GSK. Wow, that's nice. They're just trying to help us. Come on. It's all for the greater good. Greater it's good. all for the greater good. The greater um, good. So we're we're like almost wrapping up a little bit here, but what's really cool is when I was doing all this research, and by research I mean just reading all these articles that are linked in the show notes, I found this fascinating article from Scientific American from 2013. So it's about 10 years ago. Let's see how well it aged. Oh. So in the in the article, the entire premise is that the FDA has concerns over 23andMe because of X Y Z, um, you know, accuracies in in kind of what they're touting. Um, so that's the entire premise before this bit that I've just pulled out. But as the FDA frets about the accuracy of 23andMe's tests, it is missing their true function, and consequently, the agency has no clue about the real dangers they pose. The personal genome service isn't primarily intended to be a medical device. It is a mechanism meant to be a front end for a massive information-gathering operation against an unwitting public. No, that didn't age well at all. No. <laughs> no. I would say that that was true 10 years ago and that's true now. Um, You're just fear mongering. Yeah. No, no, no. Definitely, definitely nothing to worry about. Uh, keep spitting in those tubes, letting Gerald just to see whether or not you could have cilantro. Or think it's soapy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really have a great ending to this. Just... Um, I don't know. Don't don't go buying your friends and family's uh, DNA testing kits. Unless I mean, we it's did, from Ancestry. Yeah, unless they it's are a, a, <laughs> a sponsor, prime sponsor. They, of ours. they are not actually a sponsor. Uh, we didn't even. I mean, this is I think just like scratching the surface, and we could do an entire episode on fucked up stuff that's happened from DNA uh, testing sites, like how they found the Golden State Killer. That's kind of a cool one. Though. That is kind of that, cool. That one. was kind of cool. It wasn't even him. It was like his like niece or something. Yeah, his like eleven yeah. year old yeah. great niece. How do you think that something. went down? Like like <laughs> like they processed the DNA and then someone at like the county sheriff was just going through one day and was like, like "Wait a boys, second, we got him." <laughs> the Golden State Killer is a thirteen year old girl. <laughs> yeah, because they have no idea what to do with it. Um, yeah, well, I guess, I don't know. That's uh, that's the end of today's episode. I don't really have a great ending. So, yeah. that's it. Don't, uh, don't go send out your DNA. Or do, because you know what? The only, the only thing that made me feel better about doing that is I had already given my DNA to the Be The Match uh, registry um, years and years and years prior. So, I was like, well, if anyone is 
going to have access to my DNA. I might get something in return for it. So now I can look at uh, exactly which parts of Europe my ancestors came from that I already knew. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't learn much. Yeah, this is this is this is a nice thought to end the night on. Yeah, so I'm gonna go look at my ancestry DNA account, uh, see what percent uh Viking I might be, and uh, I don't know, just unwind the rest of the night. So there we go. Yeah, have a good one, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. See you next week, unless we don't. Okay. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>